This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery. Bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the Besotted Pride of West London end of season podcast part two featuring Billy Manuel and... Graham Benstead. If you want to check out part one or part three, go to besotted.co.uk or go to our audio boom channel. Don't forget to subscribe. And also, if you want to go to any of our events for next season, just go to besotted.co.uk and sign up to the Besotted Social Club. So here we are, besotted Pride of West London podcast, uh, Lord of Pride of West London, end of season social. Has everyone enjoyed themselves tonight? Yay! I want to say thank you everybody for supporting and coming down. At the end of the day, we do what we do and we enjoy doing it, but it ain't going to be anything without the Brentford fans coming down as well. And at the end of the day, we did these do's for people to come down, enjoy themselves, hang out and have a laugh and you're coming down and hopefully you're having a laugh and we're very happy about that too. So, which is absolutely teething tremendous, as we say. So listen... We talked a bit earlier with a couple of two Brentford legends, but we've got another couple of Brentford legends here sitting here with me as well. In the days when, to be quite honest with you, it was the time when I had a little bit of money in my back pocket so I could actually travel home and away. And it was very lucky because in those days we actually won the league as well, which is fantastic. So I went up and down the country watching these two characters here playing football. That's right. It was indeed. Absolutely brilliant. So look, everybody... Give a round of applause to the two legends I've got here. We've got Mr. Graham Benstead. And Mr. Billy Manuel. So, I mean, we may be doing this... The, the right way round, the wrong way round, but it doesn't really matter. Listen, I'm going to start <laughs> off with Mr. Manuel here. Billy Manuel, Brentford, 1991 to 94, played 94 games. Now, according to Wikipedia, they said you scored one goal, but I don't believe them because I believe you actually scored two goals for Brentford. Is that right? Billy, can you correct the wiki? No. I thought, <laughs> I, I thought it was one, to be fair. I, I, okay, I'm going to come back to this in a minute, but I thought you scored a goal against... Oh, I will come into it, because I've got my notes down here, but... For the reserves. No, it wasn't the reserves. I think it was a couple of cup games anyway, but we'll talk about that anyway. But also, listen, Billy Manuel, he played for Spurs. He was at Spurs, you were at Spurs time, then Gillingham, you came to Gillingham, played for Posh, he played for Cambridge, Barnet, then you were non-league, Grays, Tunbridge and Bromley as well. Always a South East London boy, if you remember rightly. I went down to your house in South East London. We went for an interview and it went all a bit horribly wrong that time, didn't it? Well, there was a few people who's like, I think they got a bit sick that night. It wasn't me. No, no, no I think Dave. Oh, Dave. no, I wasn't sick. No, 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 I didn't drive nowhere. <laughs> come to me, Ash, you come to me, Ash, and all that. And I thought, you know what, I can't have him in the ass. Uh, so we went to the pub and. We'd have a drink. A few. A couple of cold drinks were had. No, to be fair, I think we were the last ones, I think about two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it was, and we, we still tried to get, get the sat nav to get back from South East London. At the time, we had no idea where we were at all, but we, we got back eventually. But listen, Billy Manuel, so listen, you were signed by Mr Noddy Holder 
for 60 grand from, uh, from was it from, from was it from Gillingham or from Tottenham you signed? Gillingham. Uh, so signed from Gillingham. So you're an extra Jill's boy or Gilling Ford as we call them at the time. You know, it's, a, it's the opposite direction though that you came from. But you did go back in the other direction before because you had to just like do that. The, the Brentford thing. Oh, yeah. oh, it's my time's up now. I better go to play for Gillingham because everyone else does. You know what I'm saying? So which is all good. Um, the captain at the time was Terry Evans yeah, as well. Terry. And uh, you came into the team as probably a bit of a prime time because it was 1991, 92, and that was. That was the season, wasn't it? I mean, you came into the team, which was the absolutely top. You know, we were just building to, well, to get promotion. So, um, was that, and you were actually only, only player that was added the, to the squad because the previous season we'd actually lost in the playoffs to Tranmere Rovers. That made the difference. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you, you made the difference, apparently. That's right. So, let me just run through your teammates. I mean, you had Dean Ellsworth, Gary Blissett, Jamie Bates, Keith Millen. Benno, I never heard of him. Um, Evans, Blissett, Godfrey, Radcliffe, Marcus Gale, Richard Cadet, Neil Smiley, Keith Jones. Um, and then we also signed in a bit later Tony Seeley, um, with Brian Stafen, Chris Hewton as well, who's in the side. He added to the coaching side. And Murray Jones? Uh, Murray, Murray, Jones came the f- Murray Jones came the following season, actually, if you remember rightly. And Det C. Krasinski, oh, you, you remember as well, like you say. Yeah. So. Lee Luscombe, yeah. uh, no, Lee Luscombe, I think, came a little bit later as yeah, well, but we talked yeah. about that. But He's the, a goalkeeping coach, you know? That's right. But the start of that season, listen, <laughs> um, Bliss, he, remember, he, 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 it was a bit weird because that start of that season, it could have gone really horribly wrong because you came in, but we had Gary Blissett refusing to sign a contract. You know, he was training with Notts County. We said, you've got to pay 500 grand. They didn't want to pay it. And he came out, it was all over the place, like I'm saying. I mean, what did you know about them? I mean, when you came in, what did, what did you think of the team? Uh, to be fair, I was, I was going to sign for Bournemouth. With Harry Redknapp sort of come in for me, but they had a sign embargo uh, where they couldn't sign players, so he'd spoke to Is that because of his, his dog had been signing a lot of players before? So... Listen, Harry's, Harry's honest Harry. Honest Harry is all right. Listen, no, he was good. But uh, he couldn't sign players because he had a sign embargo. So, lucky enough, he'd spoke to Phil and... Like I ended up doing a deal with Phil. But uh, playing left-back, being at Tottenham and Gillingham or whatever, played a little bit of football. But Phil was very direct, but you know what? What are you laughing at? No, no, we know. I mean, Richard Cadet, who was on our previous social, he told us that he, he didn't mince yeah, no words. He was like, he said, the direct game, and Richie wasn't happy with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But he, he, he scored goals, though. To be fair, if the ball's in your half, they can score goals. If it's in their half, they can't score goals. So we used to knock it down the line to Bliss. Bliss used to knock it inside. Kylie, as we called Dean Oldsworth, I should be so lucky, he used to just <laughs> come off his ear roll, his, his ear roll, his knee or whatever, and end up scoring 30 odd goals. And everything was about Dean, like, to be fair. But don't worry about like keeping clean sheets and the midfield and everyone. Oh, Benno, you've done all right as well. But, uh, you know what I mean? So. so your first season, it, it, didn't, it didn't start particularly well because, um, I mean, obviously you, you got a nickname. So my first game. Billy, Billy the Pitbull. Well, you were suspended. I was suspended, yeah. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know. Because you, I think because you accumulated about 400 yellow cards at Gillingham before you came to Brentford. I think it was 412. Uh, but the first game was at Barnet, 5 uh, all. As for a left back, the back four, Phil Old sort of looked at me and. And he looks at me again, and then he said something like, that ain't good enough. But we end up winning in extra time or something, I think. So, yeah, so. So, so we, and we won that as well. And, um, and again, we've got to come to Benno as well, because he, he didn't start either. He pulled his hamstring at the start of the season. So it was a, no, he wasn't. No, uh, no he pulled his hamstrings. So it was a bit, bit of a funny start to the season, because Plus like... Ashley, oh yeah, we'll come on to that in a bit, actually. <laughs> a lot of people, if you don't know about Ashley Bays, it, 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 it was like, Ashley Bays was like a, a good wine, like, you know, sort of like this sort of kind of a Bordeaux that you, you know, like, nine, like 1991 Bordeaux. It, it, it got better about 15 years after you've bought it, you know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> With all due respect. <laughs> Lovely, lo- lovely now, but you know, Jesus Christ. Back in the day, you taste it like oh, Jesus Christ, you know. <laughs> but, but anyway, to the 
Sorry, that's right. Sorry, he's he's upstairs. Third of eight. So he start. So start that season. Four three win at Orient. Five five draw at Barnet in the cup. And then after that, uh, six match winning run and a ninety match sequence. Thirteen wins out of that. Three draws. Three defeats. It was a wicked start of the season. Did you think? Oh my God! I've made the right move here. I always, always like knew I'd made the right move. Anyway, like coming to a club, it was like a family club. It was somewhere I wanted to be. And to be fair, Phil, Phil was quality. Phil was like unbelievable. He he had his way of playing. Right, it was a little bit more direct, but you know he used to like we used to knock balls in, even as a midfield player. As long as you got in front of your midfield player and got the knockdowns, we we end up getting the ball, and it, it worked for us. But. And, and, and again, I mean, you talk about Phil, you talk about Phil Holder very fondly, because Phil Holder obviously was our manager, then did very well, then it, things didn't go quite right, and he got sacked, he was a bit upset about that. But you've actually got a very good relationship with Phil Holder. You still talk to him now, don't you? Yeah, I still speak to him. My niece used to work at his, uh, his flower stall. But Phil, Phil's... Phil was, so he's got a flower stall? He did have. He's, he's, I think he's working for the PFA now, uh, driving people about, because his knees and his hips are gone, I think... He met a couple of Brentford supporters and they done a, done a job on him. Done a job on him. I don't know. What do you reckon, Dave? Was it you? Was it you? No, what was you? Was it you? It's all right, it's all right. Gary, Gary won't it, yeah? He won't it, yeah, it's all right. So, listen, so, yeah, so, so that season, I mean, like I said to you, and I'm going to bring British in, in a minute, uh, and, and sorry, Benno in a minute as well, because we got, um, we were top by November. I mean, that was a wicked season as well. Top by November, and it was like a bit of a free horse race, wasn't it? We had Stokes City, Division 3, Division 3, Division 3. Birmingham City and Brentford all sort of vying for those, pretty much those two top places. And, I mean, I'm just wondering what it was like in the camp, because at that time... It was like, for the fans, it was just like wicked. It was just like, we're on it. You know, Birmingham City was became the hated team at the time. Stoke City, was a, they were a little bit of a kind of like, they were like shit on your shoe, basically. It's like, oh no, go away kind of thing. But it was like Birmingham City were the team that, you know, you're thinking we need to kind of get rid of them. You straight playing Birmingham. They had a, a right winger, Louis Donner, who was quick. I weren't the quickest, quickest left back. I weren't the quickest anyway. But uh, he was just rapid. He was... He used to get like get the ball and try and just run past me, but a lot of them players with like pace just used to open the gates. Just like they didn't have a brain, they just run, run, run. But uh, Stoke, I remember playing Stoke at home. I think we won two 0 I think they had two men sent off. Wayne Biggins went up for like a ball and he's gone like that. And I've gone down, held me, held me eye. He got booked and then he done. I've done the same thing again. He got sent off. <laughs> right, I thought like. People used to do it to me all the time, so why not do it back? So, 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 so you're cheating? Not cheat, but just I didn't, I, I didn't play honestly. <laughs> I just, I didn't play honestly. Ben, 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 told me to do it. Ben, I said, Bill, go down, go down, Bill, go, go down, down go down, Billy. Bill, you still got the swelling, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you see? Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's not there. So listen, so listen, that's. Oh, so, old, old so that's that season it sort of turned around a bit because Blissett obviously realised that we were it was looking pretty good so we signed a new contract in November after Notts County was rejected and stuff and like that you know um, it's interesting cause I mean I know Blissett's not here stuff but pop team members but he had a bit of a bust up with Vizel remember bust up where he Bust his, Ozell. Ozell, he bust his, he his, the granny out. His, yeah, he did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you go out the back, please. Yeah, 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 yeah. He smashed him to bits. I think I was suspended that game. I don't know why. But, uh, <laughs> and he's gone up for a ball and he's, he's actually pulled it. He has, he has done him, to be fair. He done him and our Bliss got sent off and I went from the, the dugout over to where Bliss is and I sort of went in the change room with him. But he was, he smashed them to bits and. Uh, but why do you know that? Did Bliss come in and say, "Oh, it's because of"? Is there any reason? No, he's just centre half, like forwards and centre halves don't get on. We like our forwards and our centre halves. We used to have a thing. Our back four used to moan at the centre forwards if if we'd sort of drew nil nil. Our back forwards like Terry Evans, me, Benno, whatever, used to moan at Dean Oldsworth, Richard Cadet. You didn't fucking score today. Like, but you know what? Or we'd win two one or whatever. You let a goal, so we lost one nil. Bang, 
you let a goal on today. And we had that rivalry between our back four and our forwards. And it, it got so, so sort of intense that that's why we got like won the league, I think. Because we didn't want to let a goal in and they did, they wanted to score goals. So it was like a big rivalry, like forwards and the back four, do you think? Definitely. So listen, so wicked home form. Brentford were wicked that season, weren't they? They were smashing everyone at home. A little bit dodgy away from home, though, weren't we? You know, you know we didn't. Re- I think we didn't win alone away from home from October to April, which yeah, is about Birmingham. Yeah, oh, that was a year after. Yeah, yeah. I think it's thirteen games. So we we slipped out of the top six. We were in there, but we slipped out of the top six um, when we drew that nil all game. I remember that nil all game. At, remember that nil all game at Reading. There's loads of us come down there. We played that nil all game at Reading. Yeah. And and there was a, there was a little bit of a kind of bad vibe, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a bit of a bad vibe from the supporters, basically. And I can always remember Phil. We come in at the end of the game, and Phil said, "Right, let's fucking go on a run, right?" And we just said, "Get on it," right? and we did. And we just what went on that. No, yeah. <laughs> and we just went on that run. And it wasn't because of the supporters booed us or anything. I think they expected a little bit more, but we just come up short. And we just went on this run and the rest is history, really. And the rest is history. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit as well because Laney's going to come and he's going to introduce Benno and he's going to talk a little bit about Benno and he came into Brentford and that because he came, uh, I think, a season before Billy came in there. But we're going to come back to Billy here as well. So, so that was a great, I mean, that's a great season coming. We come on, Peterborough, we won. And we'll talk about that between the two of you in a minute now. But it seems like you, your, your luck was in, Billy, because you just come in and all of a sudden, bang, you've won promotion and you were just no like luck. the golden boy, wasn't it? No luck, no luck at all. <laughs> I was a difference. I was a difference. I sound like, I sound like you, Joe, innit? Joe, I sound like you. No luck. No luck. So, look, so that's it. So, listen, I want, I've got to ask you this question as well, because you've asked me to ask that as well, and then we'll move on, and, and Laney will bring Benno in, and then we'll start talking between you two, because that season, we'll talk a little bit more about the promotion, about the running, about Pete, uh, Fulham game, and all this kind of stuff, you know what I mean? But, but cards is more important at the moment now, because the card school that we had, I mean, apparently you two boys were part of some sort of card school, and you were pretty rubbish. How many yeses did you lose? It was a game of arts, we all played arts at the back of the coach. And I think, How many games? How much did you lose? Very rare, Bill. Very lost rare. Your, lost your old woman. Yeah. <laughs> Trousers. Tracksuit bottoms. You lost your car. <laughs> no, you lost your like... car. You did. Come on, tell. But the we truth. had to play. Tell the truth. No, is it? Yeah, I will tell the truth. There's your a few woman. games. Your old woman. Whoever had arts, we played arts. Whoever won, who lost. I think this is what <laughs> got David Webb. Got rid of the old school. Yeah. Because we had, um, we played arts. He break, and he one of the break. newest ones there was Simon Lyne. And uh, we just dragged him into a game of arts. And whoever lost had to do a trick. And obviously, Simon Lyne, we made out that he lost. So he got his tracksuit bottoms down and he had to crawl down the middle of the coach, barking like a dog, start naked. And we all slapped his ass going down. And the manager was down at the front. He was not amused, David Webb. And he come all the way, you know. It was like and a bulldog. Was, like, and that was, our, that was our mentality. Yeah, that was what it was. It was and, like a bulldog uh, the piss off a sting in that But yeah, so that's how it so, was. So, so, who was in this card school? Tell me, who was in the uh, gang? I was, it was me, Millie. Uh, me, Millie. Bliss. Uh, Bliss was, yeah, Bliss was one, one of them. And then whoever knew Jaylen, one was coming. Then the new one. So was they had no idea. They thought, oh, this they is great. No it's a good fun. We had to set up little tricks and little games and... Uh, Basically, like, like that, little, yeah. And it always involved being naked, really, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they would do it now, you know, but, uh, yeah, that was Not it. So much there. So, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on to Laney, who's going to start talking to Benno, and then we'll just bring the both of you in, because, like I said, both of you were in that season, which was the promotion-winning season for Brentford, which is, for a lot of the fans here, was probably one of the best moments for them for... Well, well, ever at the time because we were quite rubbish before then, you know. So, which is great. But um, I'm going to bring. In, we weren't rubbish actually. We were very good, but we didn't have the opportunity to go up as we did then, and we we we, we grabbed the opportunity. Like I said to you, great teams beforehand when we had the Kamara and Bahals and Blissett and Joseph and all that lot. Great team, but we just didn't get the opportunity like we did in your day. And all of a sudden, you grab the opportunity. But um, I'm going to ask a question, and I have to ask it because everyone's asking the question now. We're wondering was it, was it a joke or, or was your daddy really a bank robber? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah. 
I mean, t- tell us, I mean, how, how did that work with, you know, what happened to you? Your, your fridge was full of, your, you know, your mattresses full of cash? I'll tell you the truth. No, I'll tell you the truth. There was some weeks where we'd have nothing. I'd, uh, like, knock at the door, there'd be, and I'd go to the curtain, go to look at it, I'd clip round the ear roll. Look around, it's a gas man, just fucking sit down, don't move the curtain. And then the next week we'd have like 80, 90 grand. Yeah, there's that. And the best thing, the best thing, I swear to God, 100 fucking percent, the best movie made, the best movie made was like, there was, there was white Theodore trainers, they had the gold Beyond Borg, like Beyond Borg classics. They were 55 pound in the shop. I was selling them for eight pound a pair around here, Hackney, on my estate. But he had a full front room. I used to do like sevens, eights there, nines there, tens there. And a week later, he done the done the the lorry going to Olympia. There's a feeler lorry. There was all one-off feelers. So at the time, at Deodore Classics feeler. Fuck it, was going to school dressed absolutely mint. <laughs> absolutely mint and get like 20 pound a week pocket money this one when I was like 12, 13 you know this 30 years ago so yeah he, he was clever that's <laughs> <laughs> what but he um, he never <laughs> he did do 11 years so he's, yeah he's, but he never hurt nobody I think Gary nicked him actually <laughs> oh, people don't know Gary Rob- Gary Roberts is actually a police and became a police officer after he left Redford so uh so there you go. Sorry, so, don't fucking point me out. I think they know who you are by now, Gary. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you know who you are, old Bill. <laughs> so, so, so. I mean, yeah, Interpol, Interpol. You know, but um, so, so. I mean, the thing about it, I mean, football. We're talking football, but this is this, this is a quite intriguing story. So how did this? Did this affect your football? Did no, it, it? You know what? It, it drove me to sort of be like the person I was. Uh, I didn't want none of that. To be fair, six, seven years old when you're growing up in that sort of environment, and your ass sort of gets spun every sort of month or whatever. You think that's normal. Your mum tells you you're uh, they're checking for bad people and ghosts. And then when you go to school a little bit later on, a year, two years later, eight or nine, say to a friend, Did police come around your house today? Check for bad people, ghosts? No. <laughs> police don't come around your house. And then sort of that drove me to go and see my dad in Pentonville and Brixton and here and there. Drove me, I didn't want that type of life. I wanted to like, just concentrate on being a footballer, being an apprentice, then being a pro. And it drove me that way sort of thing. So it drove... Done, done, done the opposite. And, and what I'll say as well, in, in your post-football life as well, you've got an ambition as well to sort of kind of, you're doing an education thing as well because you want people to sort of learn from your lessons and kind of move <laughs> forward as well. Is that correct? It's, it's, you know what, it's, it's, I retired at 30. I broke my leg and discount my ankle and all that at 27. And then I weren't the same player, so I retired at 30. But with all these academy players, it's... You think you're going to be a pro till you're 35, get your pension, be a, like a coach, be a manager, manage England. Then you're going to go to one of your first clubs and be a kit man till you're 85. How wrong? It's like so wrong. As soon as you finish playing, you've forgotten about. So just, I'd love to go around like lower clubs and all that, or, or, or the higher clubs through the academies, and just tell them that to, to try and train to be something while you're playing, to then sort of give yourself a chance. So when you finish playing, you can go into like being a plumber, a plasterer, bricklayer, or something like that. Painter. Why would you say painter? (laughs) 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 I would never ever tell him to go and be an old builder. You got good moves, you got good dance moves, girl, but that ain't the profession. Listen, it's bad. Yeah. So listen, I'm going to bring Laney in here, who's going to bring in Benno, who Benno is a goalkeeper for Brentford, in the same era as Billy. And then we could talk a little bit more about the games they played together, you know, the fact that we went up, you know, in that year, and other things as well. Laney. Oh, the stories this, this man's got is uh, unbelievable. Sorry, sorry, no, no, it's fine. No, no, listen, listen. Go on. 
She said about playing games together. One game sticks out. Newcastle away. Newcastle away. Benno's come out and kicked the ball. Benno's come out and kicked the ball. Right. It's gone. That's my only fucking story. Hold on. Hold on. Keith, Keith Scott said it, but Gary Blissett's offside. It's bounced to Robert Lee, who's on this, his own centre circle. Benno's limping. limping. Robert, Lee's, Robert Lee's pinged it 65, 70 yards over Benno. But <laughs> he's ended up like, like what is it? Like a crab in That's the back the of the net. In the back story, of the net. There it is. <laughs> in the back of the net. In the back of the net. But you know, saving grace was, Linesman had a flag up because Bliss was offside. <laughs> it's the best goal I've ever seen. I even turned around and started clapping. And we still lost 5 1. We, we lost 5 1, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I thought I'd done right. 5 1. 5-1, we, we, don't, we don't do Newcastle very, very well, do we? we? We always seem to lose there. So, so Graham, yes. uh, welcome. <laughs> Can I have a round of applause for Graham Benson, please, before we start? Thank you very much. It's, it's last, but certainly not least. <laughs> um, what was painful was you started off Queen's Park Rangers. I did, yeah. I started off. Uh, <laughs> I started off as a young boy at QPR. I was I was at Wimbledon first, and I was with Black Joe as a kid. Who? And where is he? Is Joe? Call him that. And um, so he call you White Benno? Yeah. And uh, basically, I was with Joe, Black Joe, and uh, I was with Dave Bassett then, and people like that, and the Wally Downses of this world, and people like that, Dave Bessence, and I got released. And I ended up devastated, got home, didn't have mobile phones then, obviously. And I think we played QPR in a Southern Junior Floodlit Cup or something like that. And I happened to have another fucking blinder, didn't I? You know, another man of the match. So um, it come on from that. And I got released by Wimbledon. And then I got home and dear old mum said, you got a phone call from Chris Geeler. I said, Chris Geeler? He said, he's at QPR, he said, you've got to go and ring him. So basically, cutting the story short, I went upstairs to the phone, rang him, and the next day I signed Apprentice for one year. And I started off my career at QPR. I only played one game, and obviously then went on to Norwich. So, so Terry Venables was manager of Rangers at the time. Did you, know, did you have much dealings with Tell? No, basically, when I first went there, it was Tom. It was Tommy Doherty was the manager, and uh, I was the. And then I happened to do that well in the youth team that year, and Terry Venables come in, and Alan Harris come in, and then basically they signed me pro, and I only played one game against West Brom in the FA Cup, and um, obviously big Cyril Regis played and people like that, and it was like quite. And I think we lost three one, and that let Peter Hucker back in and. But then once you get the taste of it, you sort of want to sort of play first-team football. Being a young goalkeeper is yeah. t- hard work, isn't it? So, you know, you, you, you can be good, you can play worldies, but you, you, until you've got league games under your belt, they, you, you're seen as, a, seen as a rookie goalkeeper. You know, as you say, Peter Hucker was kind of quite established there. Then you went to Norwich. Yeah. You got Brian Gunn, who's, who became a, like a real legend for, for, for Norwich. So, was it, was, it, did you, was it a frustrating time for you? Well, I went to Norwich, and initially it was Chris Woods there. Chris Woods was the keeper, was the keeper there, and I went as, as his backup. I think they paid 20 grand for me or something like that. And um, that was when Chris Woods went to Rangers, and I think he, Ken Brown gave me my start. So, and I played the first 11, 12 games, I think, for Norwich in the old Division 1. And I got injured. And I dislocated my shoulder, as fucking per usual. And that left Brian Gunning. And they paid £70,000 for a keeper from Scotland. And they weren't going to stick him in the reserves. So, you know, my days were really numbered, I think, by then. So it's back to the draw. But in them days, we didn't have reserve team keepers. You know, so we were stuck, you know, one... I think we only had three subs then. Uh, so it, it was hard. It was hard. It's it a bit of a learning curve as well. But... Um, but you get through it. So she- Sheffield United was your first proper run of, of a you know a serious sequence of appearances. Black Joe again. Black Joe again. <laughs> yeah, um, Black Cyril Regis with um, West Brom as well. Yeah. And um, so 
so when you arrived, at, so you, know, you you established yourself like a you know a proper first teamer, yeah. lots of games under your belts. Brentford have come in for you. Steve Perriman signs you, yeah. and then before you've even put some gloves on in anger, Steve Perriman's resigned. Did you think what the fuck have I, yeah. what have I signed? Well, basically, I got fr- well, I got friendly with Bob Booker at Sheffield United, and I was at the first team then at Sheffield United, and. Um, I was talking to Bob about Brentford and my family come from round here as well. We come from Woking as well and my mum and dad were down here and I was just anchoring to get back home. I had a young family and it was just nice to sort of get back down south really basically and Bob said well you know they're looking for a keeper and I thought well Tony Parks is there you know. So anyway cutting the story short um, we were in Fuengarola I think on tour and I had spoken to Steve Perriman about it and he said they're interested in signing me and um, so we landed at uh, East Midlands Airport, they went off to Sheffield and I come back down south and I signed for Steve Perriman, yeah, that, well, about a week later. Um, So, you know, Perriman, obviously a big name in the game, a big personality and so tell, tell us about Steve. Well, massive, because as a youngster, I was a Spurs fan, and I still am a Spurs fan. Yeah, I, I follow football, but I, I do like Spurs. And obviously, Steve was my idol, you know, and to play for a manager like that, you know, was incredible. And, um, you know, and I met Steve a couple of times, and I signed, and I took my wife with me, and we were having a chat in the office and bits and pieces like that, and, and Tony Parks was still there then. And being a woman, as my, you know, obviously, she said, uh, my wife said at the time, she said, um, so what's happened to Tony Parks then if Graham signs? So I fucking looked, I thought, Jesus Christ, <laughs> darling, I said, please don't mess this up for me, you know what I mean? So it's like, uh, I said, well, Tony's in dispute, blah, 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 and we'd like to sort of sign Graham to take her over. So it's not a problem, right, okay. So that was that, and then it was all going swimmingly well, it was going well, and then at the end of it, uh, my wife said, um, who did you used to play for when you were playing football? And I've looked at her, and I was like, darling, that's my five grand signing on fee, fucking gone. That's over, th- that's over three years, by the way. <laughs> so, you know, I thought, shit, you know, she's cocked it all up, you know, but uh, luckily Steve signed me, and, um, well, my first game was a nightmare. <laughs> Basically, no, yeah, didn't have that. And it was against Chelsea. We won. Uh, we lost six-one or six-two, I think, in a pre-season friendly. And I think some of the, well, I think most of the crowd turned on me, basically. And uh, I think they wanted Tony Parks back from what I could hear, you know. So uh, <laughs> it was just one of those things. And I got back in the dressing room, and um, my head was bowed. And I think I only let one goal in. It was my fault anyway. But uh, which I was normally pretty honest about it but um, it went on good from there yeah no it really did go on from there it, it really did so you know I, I, we, we've got we've got goalkeepers even at the club now that have had absolute shockers um, and they, <laughs> they they are capable of playing good games you know they're not they're, we're not sort of signing rubbish um, so you know Jack Bonham at the moment he's gone he's had a torrid time at Brentford and he, he, he had a really good game uh, a couple of weeks ago and um, you know it looks like his, his career might be turning back round again but as you say Tony, Tony Parks he, he was a, a big character but you know there wasn't room for you and him in, in, in around the club was it, was it important that he was out of the way? Well I think it was like, obviously there was no backup goalkeeper then you see so I think Tony wanted to go on to do different things and I think you know and I think the club were going in a different direction and basically I wanted my chance and I just felt Brentford was a lovely club to come to and um, I got over that initial first game and you know you met the players and the characters at the club which to this day they are second to none you know and um, you know we meet up every four five ten twenty years I've got Alan Cochran there you know what I mean so and it's like we never met you know we've always known each other this twat as well so it's like <laughs> do you know what I mean so it's like but he's a nice twat so it's like which is good but they're good characters and that's what I think that's what's missing but that's what's pulled us through and pulled me through Billy just Billy mentioned in his in his his talk about it was like 
defence versus midfield, midfield versus forwards, and you kind of you, you'd have banter in between each other. So now's your chance. I want an honest appraisal of the four players that were in front of you. You looked out on that four. Honestly, pros and cons. Well, the pros were, I mean, they were a magnificent back four, really, basically. I mean, you know, you've got Terry and Millie, you know, you've got Billy here, you've got Stathy, you know, you've got fantastic characters. And they looked after you, you know. Obviously, I looked after them more than they looked after me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, some person is just like, <laughs> as a champagne bottles, man and match bottles would say. <laughs> but... But they were massive characters, and um, you only, you know, on the odd occasion when I went down injured, you know, I had Big Tail come up to me, and then, and he, and Millie used to come up to me, and I was laying down, and I thought, oh, yeah, I've got a bad leg or something like that. Get up, you twat. Yeah, Tail used to say, <laughs> Millie, he's fucking twitching again. Who was it, you know? And they would single whoever it was out, and do, you know, not do them, but I mean, make sure. <laughs> Make sure that they wouldn't carry on to their best ability. And, uh, and that's how it was. But they were just fantastic characters. <coughs> Didn't carry on to their best ability. I like it. Uh, well, I will bring his name up. And I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to deride him. It, Ashley Bays. Yeah. Uh, we, well, I assume we didn't see the best of Ashley because I'm still there's still Brentford fans I know that uh, take, they're still getting counselling now for, for 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 the punches into the back of his own net and stuff and I and I still will remember I always remember going to Norwich away on the on the on their way coach and I, we we found out that Ashley was in goal and it was just like a, a sombre mood on the coach. Well, I, th- I think with you know. We have this with the keep, union? with the goalkeepers with GKU, like obviously goalkeepers goal union. So I did. So I like to sort of stick beyond. But I mean, Bazar, I think he was too confident. You know, even in training, he was like England's number one. Do you know what I mean? And we haven't even kicked a ball yet. So it's like you know. So he's like, all right, Bazar, you know, which was nice. But he was a very confident lad. But I think he sort of got too excited at times, and perhaps it's not. You know, uh, I was a bit more laid back. But uh, but that's Ash. But he's gone on to do it. He's gone on a good career. He played a lot of games in the lower leagues, I think. And um, but that's what Basie does. And and I think you know I think Brentford. He was always I am England's number one. And I don't think he's played a first team game before he's England's number one. Yeah. Uh, judging by England's record, he might have been England's <laughs> number one for the last fifty years. Um, the season we almost went up the, the playoff game. We had. A pretty decent run in the LDV we, we played Birmingham home and away losing on aggregate but that cup run was probably more memorable for you for saving three penalties again, a game against Wrexham so we, we, won, we won a penalty shootout 3-0 penalty, sh- penalty shootouts are supposed to be exciting but you know three saves it was all over and done with have you ever, ever saved a sequence like that before? No, not really. I mean, without blowing my own trumpet, I felt I was quite confident at saving penalties. <laughs> um, I don't know why, um, but it just come across. I mean, it was on a cold bit of Tuesday night, I think it was, and it was a boring, basically a boring game, and um, and it livened up on the penalties. And uh, did they take it first? I think that no, I think they scored, uh, we scored, and I saved it. You know, and it just went on from there. And then I. No, that's right. And then it, uh, I'll save the second one. I thought, Christ, you know. I'll save the third one. And I really, <laughs> I've got to be honest, I felt I could have saved all five. You know, that's how confident I felt. Um, but over the years, I think I saved more penalties than I think I let in, you know, which helps, which is nice. But uh, no, they were good memories. And uh, it's on the DVD at home, so it's, which is nice. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, have to, I have to admit, like, when, you, when you play those LDV games, those Freight Rover games or whatever, you just like the, you dread extra time. You don't, you don't, you're only there out of stupidity or yeah. blind loyalty. Then you just don't want extra time. And it's like, anyway, you're right, it was bitterly cold. Yeah. But I actually remember that night. It was just like, ugh. Um, obviously, winning the championship yeah. at Peterborough is something that none of us who were lucky enough to be there is still plenty in this room that were too young to remember it but there's a lot uh, old enough to remember it very well 
talk talk us through. I mean, there's, in the nineties, book, if loads of lucky enough to have got it, there's some brilliant pictures of you wearing some ridiculous yeah. glasses. So tell us about the the, the, the celebrations and the, the fun that you had afterwards. Well, it's, I mean, basically, we just had to go there and get a result. And we turned, and you know, I think it, it just we had the preparation before the game. All the squad were there, and uh, we just were basically. I don't really. I don't think it was nerves as such. We just knew we had to win it. And then a day of the game, we were sort of going to Peterborough, and you only knew from like twenty miles out of Peterborough that the Brentford fans were lying in the streets, and then the shit at the fan. You know what I mean? And then uh, you thought, this is it. This is it. You know. Yeah, and they were in the mix as well. So it's all a bit. You know, I think the cup was already up at Birmingham or whatever it was, and it was like. So it was all a bit. So we had to win it. And uh, and we got in there, and the fans and the crowd, and a few of the lads like they just wanted. I thought I'm going to have a bit of a laugh, and you know if it comes off, it comes off. So I I stuck a pair of glasses in my glove. Well, we had glove bags in, you know what I mean? Jesus Christ! I put I put the glasses, my old spring thing, in my old glove bag, and I thought if we win it, they are going on. They are going on. So. Uh, Anyway, I just like we won it one nil. I think you know, and Bliss scored, and I was down at the far end, and all our fans were at the far end, you know, the other end. So I thought, yeah, fuck it, that going on. So I put them on, and up I've run up the far end with these glasses coming out, and it was just a fantastic experience. And and I I think we all embraced it. We all embraced it, and um, it's never going to be forgotten. We got back to the ground. Uh, we just got mobbed by the fans and everything, and you know we having cha- we having like champagne on the chairman's boardroom table, and you know, and it it was just an incredible experience. And it's to this day, you know, I think with all the lads who played in it, who were part of, of it, it's going to be a special time. You know, it will never go away, and uh, we were quite, you know, quite nice to be involved with something like that. So it was good. As, as, you, as you say, you, you absolutely rightly say, that, that day and that, that night, it was, it was almost like we raced back. The players were obviously racing back to River Park. We were on the coach coming back from Peterborough. Um, it seemed like everyone was on the pitch. I don't know how many people were back there, but it was one of those nights that makes this club so special where the, it's the fans and the players all together. You know, we've got, we're lucky enough not to have outgrown that spirit at the moment where you can share it. And when we went up, 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 um, up against um, P&E, we were all in the, in the Nelson celebrating with the players as well. So we haven't lost that. So can, can you kind of, explain, um, kind of explain the unity and that kind of vibe from the players' perspective? Well, I think even to this day, you know, Brentford's not a little club anymore. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, they, they've got so much ambition now. They, they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And uh, But the supporters, I go back periodically, and, uh, you know, you see the supporters there, they still remember you, you know, which is nice. You know, nice for players like me, Billy, you know, other players as well, that they still embrace you because... At the end of the day, we wanted to sort of do it for just as much as them, as for us. You know, there wasn't the money involved like it is now. And uh, I think that era with the characters that we had, I don't think it's ever going to be forgotten. And, well, you know, I hope not. But, uh, you know, Brentford are going on and do bigger, better things now, which is fantastic. But that's still logged in the memory bank and it's never going to go away. And, you know, obviously there's people, supporters now, young and old, that will follow it and they hear the stories about it and that's history and that's part of it and it will never go away. Let's raise our, raise our glasses to that, I think. Raise our glasses to that. You bees. Yeah, absolutely. So, between you guys as well, we're just, gonna, just trying to pick out a couple of highlights as well and the times that you're both here. So, Lee Cup Spurs... 7-3 on aggregate, 3-1 at half White Hart Lane, Blissett equalised one all, 2-4-2 two, two, two at home, Blissett Millen. Talk about their Spurs games, you boys. Well, I don't think I, don't think I, was, I, think I was injured yet again. I, think, I don't think I took part in, in that game. Or was I there? Or was it Jerry Payton? I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, we done well. Jerry Payton was in goal, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I was sub. 
and I come on uh, playing against Tottenham, my old team, I think I actually stood on Paul Walsh's hand. And uh, Pat Van der Nel and Neil Reddick come over to me and... Razor. I, yeah, Razor, yeah, he's a prick. Uh, <laughs> but I st- stood on Paul Walsh's hand because he used to go out with my sister as well. He went out with my sister, so... I stood on his hand. Razor come over, Pat Van der Nel come over and... So, had a few words. So, I think for the ten minutes I was on, I caused a lot of bollocks. Yeah, I caused not a lot of bollocks again. <laughs> Story of my life. So, what, what I've got to say is more is that, and there's another because that trophy that that year as well is the first year that we were up in the. As we, it's a championship now, but it's Division One then, yeah. and we also were in the Anglo-Italian Cup. Yeah. Now that for us, I mean that's the first time and the only time. Quiet, everybody, like on the back of the head. Quiet. Have you seen Brentford in Europe? Who went to, who went to the Anglo-Italian Cup? Who went to see Brentford in Europe? Hands up there. Absolutely fantastic, you know. So talk to us about them games quickly. Well, I played in that one. <laughs> I must come back from injury. <laughs> but I played in that one. Uh, I forget. Uh, Larigio, wasn't it? Or something? It was, uh, Let- I don't know where it was. No, Ascoli. Ascoli. You know, and... Um, that's fantastic, you know, to get over there and like, you know, we travelled and you know, we stayed in Italy in a hotel and had the nice pasta pre-match and things like that, and uh, it was just a great experience, and uh, you know, that would never be forgotten as well, you know, and that's on YouTube. <laughs> and as I say, and and the Anglo-Italian Cup as well, and. Um, as we say, we we got a little, we got just a little clip as well. We've, we've actually got the whole game because Besotted, as you know, Besotted has been doing videos now. They do videos for every single game, as well as. But we're proper hardcore. We were doing videos from back in the day, so we've got a Besotted video from 1992 Anglo Italian Cup. It's just a little intro clip. I keep on saying that I'm going to do one for the whole game because we've got about six or eight hours from that game. But we've got the little just intro clip from the Anglo-Italian Cup as the team came in. I managed to blag my way in. Have a look at this, characters. Security. Are we fighting? I've still got that one. I'm going to bring that tonight, actually. It's pretty well. Like, all auction. Like, to which I was going to bring it. So you could have auctioned it or whatever. If you want to sell it, I'll do it. I'll just tell someone to give it to you if I can get some money. What's that thing? Oh, Noddy! Noddy! Fuck yeah. Oh, hey, hey! Oh, Mickey Bennett. Oh, Go on, go on. Go for <laughs> Coming soon. I've had it about four years ago. <laughs> there you go. So that's it. There you go. This just goes to show you. Yeah. So, um... Absolutely teething tremendous, as we say. So, but listen, boys, as well. So that those that was brilliant. So the Anglo-Italian Cup, and we um we lost in the final as well. It was, it was a bit bizarre. No, we lost in the well, well the the, the the yeah the final, which is a bit bizarre because we yeah and away goals as well. I mean, how do you feel about that? Absolutely gutted, to be fair, especially against Derby. There was a uh, a couple of good games, to be fair. I think we lost three two at home or three three one was it. But we, four three was it, and then then we won two one or something away. Two two four two away. But four two. Listen, see them places like Italy. You think yeah, but playing in Italy, you go to them places. You get off the coach, need to go to the toilet quickly. You go in there. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Was the toilet bang? They point you into the shower room. 
little cubicle. All there is is a little hole in the middle of the floor. You need to go pony. <laughs> My shooting weren't the greatest anyway, you know what I mean? So it was like, you, you stand there like this. Like, yeah, I know too much information, but it's, uh, it's what happened. All right, I missed as well, so... So, so Billy, listen, Billy. Look, let's just open it up here. Like, you know, I was going to go through all this and players and teams and what we did, but let's just cut the chase. Just give us a story. You've got ex-players. You've got activity. Just give us a proper story. Come on. Dave knows. Dave, Dave knows. I think the second game we was there. Benno, I think he was there. Joe Allen, Gary Blissett, like, like card school really. Got to uh, got to the hotel. Had a pre-match. Like, had a, a evening meals. Go for a little walk. I think it was in Pisa or something like that. Yeah, come on, we'll go for a little walk. So I walked down at the town, see a little bar. Have a little half. Have a little, little pint. Ben, I went, we've got a game tomorrow. Fuck, <laughs> Fuck that, Ben, proper Ben. Come on, lads, just have one. We'll have one and then we'll go home. Walks in the bar, who's there? All right, Dave. Fucking all the Brentford lads were in there. Hey! So now we just popped in just to have a look round. Do you want a pint? I'll have one. I'll have one. A couple of hours later. We're still in there. I said, listen, don't you dare take any pictures. He's there with his camera man. Make sure you don't put them in after the game. So we ended up winning the game anyway, so it was all right. So got away with it. So one so, which is all good. Listen, we want to open it because we haven't the chance as well. Because what we're going to do is, well, we have an opportunity to open it out the floor. Because I know a lot of people got a lot of questions. And also, I mean, we've got Gary Roberts, we've got um, Francis Joseph here somewhere as well. And they didn't get a chance to ask some questions because we were tight on time with the comedian as well. Francis, so, Francis Joseph. Yes, that's right. And uh, so, so, so I was just wondering, has, has anybody out there got any questions for the guys here as well? You know, because we'll, we'll throw it you throw it. So that was part two of the Besotted End of Season Social. We've got part three coming as well. Go to besotted.co.uk to check it out or go to Audio Boom Besotted. Don't forget to subscribe. Write any comments you want to as well. And also, if you want to know more about our socials and our events with ex-players, then sign up to the Besotted Social Club on besotted.co.uk. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.